Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I continue the series of Drive and today I've got Levi Washington on the show. Um, Levi began publicly sharing his poetry, desperately searching for his own freedom and identity and uh, it's amazing that his intention is to invest the gifts he's been given to create a space that really challenges perspectives and embraces authenticity and encourages growth and um, yeah, he's got an amazing spiritual foundation and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that and his relationship with creativity as an outlet and uh, just just what his mission is and why he does what he does. So I'm super excited to have him on the show today. Hi, Levi. Thanks for being on Unplug with Annie. Welcome to the show. Hey, Annie. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, no, it's, it's such a pleasure. I've been following you for a while, so we, we really want to hear a bit more about your story and um, what was it like growing up and have you always been, because you seem to be quite a spiritual person, so where has that influence come from? Well, I guess we could start um, when I was a kid. I did grow up going to going to church with my family, and so going to church has always been a part of my life, but I wouldn't say that the relationship of spirituality was a part of my life up until the last about a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And what was it like? What was it like generally growing up for you? Could you give us a little bit of an insight into that? So I grew up in a really big family. There is five brothers, two sisters. Oh. Okay. Plus me. Okay. So there's six boys that, that I grew up with. And um, I guess that that was one of the biggest things for me. My family is very, very important to me. I grew up homeschooled up until grade 11. So grade 11 was my very first year of getting into the public school system and being exposed to a lot of uh, the things outside of my family and my parents. So I guess like th- those, those would be the biggest things that really shaped who I, who I am, a lot of the morals, a lot of the things my parents and, mm-hmm. uh, and my family growing up. And how did, how did like the journey with poetry happen for you? When did that kind of strike in your life? And, and was there a point which you remember where you realized like, okay, I, I'm good at, I'm good at this. Uh, yeah. So I was, uh, fitting in was really, really important to me, especially growing up with that many brothers and it was kind of like a fight for dad's attention and parents attention and uh, that kind of it was a very performance based love that I really developed so it went into a lot of very very much like people pleasing from a very young age in order to attain validation and and love and acceptance from people and when I got into high school that kind of became uh, a struggle for me because I just wanted to fit in. I would have done anything at all costs in order to do that. And uh, writing was always something that when I was young was a very big part of my life. I was quite naturally, I had a natural knack for it. But mm-hmm. then when I got into high school, uh, that side of me, that softer side, that creative side, I really, really suppressed because it wasn't really seen as cool. So that's when I got into a lot of sports and and, and the rest of that kind of that side of masculinity. So it was always like this, this question, what it means to be a man and how, and how do you define that? 
Mm -hmm. I think that that is what really ended up becoming the catalyst that sparked me into writing because I got to a place where nothing I ever really tried or tried to fill myself with ever left me feeling full, right? Mm. And I, I struggled with a lot of anger and anxiety and depression. And I just got to a point where what, what's the point of anything I do? What's the point of getting up and, and doing anything? It doesn't change anything. And I didn't really understand why I was feeling these things. And uh, I, out of that place of desperation, I started writing letters. That's, that's how writing really came back into my life. I was, just started writing like, letters of words left unsaid to friends, to mm. people that, that I was struggling with myself which then <laughs> I, uh, I sent some of those letters, unfortunately, because okay. you know when, when you're in that place and you, you're not, you, it's, it's uncharted territory. You know? And it went against a lot of things that I felt like I should be as a man. So I started sending these emotional letters out to people. And, and uh, that, that place was, I think, the darkest part for me. But that's where I learned the most about myself. I actually started to understand like why I was feeling certain things, where it was coming from. The self-awareness of writing became such an amazing outlet for me. Mm. And it turned out writing in poetry was a really cool way for me to say things in a metaphorical way. So I don't really have to claim it, but I can kind of dance around some issues and some things. And it allowed me a lot of creativity and art to it. Yeah. Did, did you feel like through the process you were able to heal from all of that? Heal, yeah, because I think you can't fight anything that you can't see, right? Yeah. And self-awareness that really came from writing mm -hmm. allowed me to actually see the things that I needed to fight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's so interesting because I feel like when it comes to anything creative, however, like there's this kind of um, fight for how much we're doing it for our own kind of need and want um, versus the sense of tapping into our purpose and, and greater purpose of whether that's to connect to people or help people. And um, I saw this very interesting interview with um, Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church and he was interviewing Jerry Lorenzo um, who, who has his brand, The Fear of God. And, and he, Jerry was talking about his journey as a creative and how sometimes, sometimes you know, you know inside the, per, the reason you're doing something. For you, was that reason, was it about like your need and desire to get something out, which you were experiencing, um, then turning into something you realized, oh, people are connecting with? Or would you say it was fueled by you know, I'm feeling this and I know other people are feeling this and therefore I want to put it out there? Good question. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I think it really started from a very selfishly motivated place, for sure. It yeah. wasn't openly motivated. It was mostly about me and like the things that I needed to say and the, and the, way, the pictures that I wanted to paint for other people to see. And I think that at that time, God wasn't even a part of it. But there's a verse that I, that I found very, it's kind of been intertwined all throughout this journey for me. And that is 
God works together. God works everything together for the good of those who love him, right? Mm-hmm. And the end of that verse is really important because it's for those who love him. And it wasn't until that I started to turn into what God had for me that those things started to work together for my good and for the good of others. It was mostly at first just kind of me just putting all these things out there and yeah. it wasn't really healthy at first. But mm-hmm. then the outlook of it, like, now a year down the road it's like wow that actually like ended up touching all these different people's lives and I didn't have any intention for that at all Mm -hmm. and do you feel I feel like another thing creative people struggle with is just um this I, I guess this belief in God and showing I guess expressing freely that we have this faith in God um I feel a lot of people shy away from that maybe do you think it comes from a place of worrying what other people think about it or sort of I don't know I feel like this constant battle between like you know trying to fit in 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 the world which believe one thing and then you know we have these greater beliefs which is like in a supernatural world which we don't see but we have faith in and um I think sometimes trying to you know you get into certain conversations with people and they're just like okay, you know, <laughs> what are you believing in? Where does this come from? Like, what makes you think this is real? Um, do, have you been through a similar struggle? Or do you, do you feel like, do you find yourself surrounding yourself with people who have the same beliefs as you to avoid kind of that explanation? I think that's a struggle that I go through constantly. But yeah. I think that, what kills faith isn't doubt what kills faith is when you think you have everything figured out and Mm. you know having a perspective bigger than myself I can only speak to like my my personal experience I can't argue with it the the minute that I bring God into the picture it's not about Levi Washington anymore Mm -hmm. it's not about what I can do it's not about my strength it's not about me 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 no it's it's bigger than me And, and from that place I can walk in so much more power and freedom and you, you can't argue with that, man. Like, so that, that's, that's, that's where I kind of have so much freedom now just to be able to speak about it. Cause I think the pendulum is starting to swing, which is cool. Like people are becoming more open to the spiritual side of things because they're starting to realize that there's so much more than what we see and, and, and hear and, and smell in our very limited per- perception. Yeah. And, and how do you, how, how, like, what kind of things do people say to you when you, when you do get to perform your poetry and you do get to um, express yourself that way? Do you find a lot of people reaching out and, and sharing their experiences? Yeah, I've actually, uh, surprisingly, sometimes, like, I didn't really, I was like, wow, some of the stories that I hear that people go through, like, it, it breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart to see people in pain Mm. but how beautiful it is that it's not it's not in our success that we see parallels you know we a lot of us want to share our successes and we want to share these great stories but when somebody like it's it's interesting when somebody tells us like this really awesome story of this really cool experience we can't connect to that we're just like oh that's cool i wasn't there cool story yeah yeah but when somebody shares something that broke them, we can actually find parallels in our broken places. Yeah. You know? and yeah. That, 
that's actually where we find healing and connection between people. I'm not, I'm not finding my connection because somebody has had something amazing happen to them, but I find a connection with somebody when something has hurt them. And it's like, wow, mm. that's something I feel too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And are you, so are you the only in terms of creativity in your family being such a big family? Are you sort of the odd one out or are there other people who, who are creative in the family as well? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody else has really stepped into it at the same level. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of my brothers, or like my one brother's a very talented writer. He, he hasn't really picked up a pen in very much, mm-hmm. but the couple of times he does, I'm just, I look at him like, wow, he wrote that? Like, he's, he's really good. Yeah, but did you, did you ever feel that because, that because you have this talent and, um, you know, like the perception often is like, especially from families and parents. And I mean, I know that like, you know, how do you, how are you going to make a career from, from this? You know, um, was that ever, was that ever sort of a question which you had to deal with and kind of uh, feel, feel stuck in that situation or were you always super supported? I actually have to give a big shout out to my parents. They have done so much for me yeah just being supportive of anything that i've tried to do and make anything possible for me and Mm. it's always been such a a a very healthy environment there have been some challenges where you know uh, my family runs a business and i i've always had this kind of friction for me where it's like i don't really feel like that's where i'm supposed to be and there are some places where my dad and i we won't see eye to eye Mm. because the cards that he was dealt growing up and what he needed to do to, in order to survive and provide for his family, he doesn't really see it the same way as me, right? Mm. So his, his, his scar, his thing that he was trying to do with his whole life is make sure there's food on the table every day and a roof over the heads and an opportunity for his kids to stand on his shoulders. And my struggle isn't quite the same. So now it's like, how do I stand on the shoulders of, of my dad and reach something, reach something more, you know, because I, I have that blessing and that opportunity to be able to do that yeah no of course and do you what would you say to other people who are sort of like secretly maybe harboring a talent and wanting to hone it and not quite sure how they're going to start like you know where do you start um where do you start from and I think I think like we're, we're in this space which is amazing because things like social media do offer a lot of opportunity now to just kind of put yourself out there. But then I think it takes a lot of courage to do that because you're kind of putting yourself up for scrutiny at the same time. Um, yeah. What would your, what would you say to, to people who, who are wanting to get into something creative, especially? First, I would say, be careful. Start by working on your self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to do that is personally through, through writing, at least in my experience, that's for me. Because stepping into that world of social media and pursuing it and putting yourself up there for comparison, if you aren't very grounded, it mm-hmm. can be a very dangerous place, very disheartening place where you feel like, oh, nobody cares. Nobody's going to listen to you. But it, I think defining success for yourself is a very important thing because if you don't yeah if yeah if you don't define it for yourself it will be defined by somebody else whether it's your parents whether it's your friends whether it's hollywood 
and that's it's a really important part there and then from there i would just say you you just have to start from where you're at yeah you know? and you can you can only start with what you've got and that's it yeah absolutely what would what would your definition of success be what does success mean to you well once again my true there there's some things that you hear in life and it's and when when truth when truth enters your mind it almost like it's like writes itself onto your heart and my dad said something to me when i was young that i didn't understand at the time and what he said to me was success is measured in the hearts that you touch and i think that that has never been a truer definition of success that i've come across mm-hmm. you know and so that's really important like whether you're talking success in your relationships even if you want to talk financial success it's measured in in the lives that you touch it's not measured in what you build for yourself yeah right? even the biggest ideas of the biggest companies out there those aren't ideas of something like how can i build something for me so i can have this or that it's like how can i reach and touch as many lives as possible yeah no that's 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 good that's so true and how was there ever a period for you so far in life where you went through a period of adversity and you really like i mean if i we we go through them all the time i feel but if you could pick one which where there was like some kind of significant breakthrough because of it for you i think the uh, biggest breakthroughs for me well i often most of the things i write about are about feelings and heartbreak because that's my experience. Yeah. I don't have a whole ton of experience in a, in a variety of other ways that people uh, have gone through things, but um I think that that was my kind of lowest point when I saw some things about myself really because what I realized was your relationships are often a reflection of where you're at. Mm. You know, and we and we spend so much time blaming the other person and I and I did that for so long, you know. I blame them for this, blame them for that rather than looking at okay so but what of what where was i and and then that i think was kind of like that lowest point in where i kind of was able to turn it around like stop looking at the reasons why i'm here that other people circumstances did to me to put me here and start looking mm-hmm. at the things that i've done to get here and what i can do from where i'm at to start moving in the other direction So what do you think from 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 your experience in that space what do you think a healthy relationship looks like because I think I think it's really nice to I ask a guy that I have a lot of women on the show and the next series I mean the, the series that I'm just doing currently is you know we're talking about creating healthy boundaries and honestly like I just feel like where have I been all this time because this this the idea of even boundaries is so new to me and I feel like you're 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 not taught that in school. You know, you're not you're not taught about taking care of your mental health. You're not taught taught you're not taught um about what a healthy relationship looks like and that it's okay to to say I don't like this and this makes me feel this way. Um I just think communication is kind of not like not overrated at all and it should be. Yes, yes. This is why also why I love what you do. <laughs> Absolutely and I have a huge respect for it because these are things, these are topics that we aren't taught in school and a lot of yeah. times we get out of school and we're now we're 25 and we're just we've reached that low and now we haven't been taught any of the skills that we needed. Yeah. Um, to navigate our relationships, but a healthy relationship. 
that is like so there's so many ways to to look at that but i think boundaries is that number one thing like defining at the very beginning what it is that you want because you can't go and set boundaries later yeah you're you're in for you're in for a fight you're in for it for sure so boundaries is so important and that's that's all about communication yeah but even in a faith-based environment i mean it's interesting because i i feel like i've I've heard like interviews with pastors and 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 of course that it becomes like a family um church environment where you know there is a husband and wife and both are um pastoring and and in ministry together and it doesn't although it looks like a perfect relationship on the outside they also talk about it it's actually being hard work it's not like an easy ride even if you do have the same faith and share the same faith mm. yeah and that's where like a lot of authenticity is important mm-hmm. because if you're not being authentic with with your struggles and with each other in the relationship and with the people around you just like that was something that was hard for me because i'll look at all these pinnacle relationships and and then i look at my own life like and mine just looks like a mess mm-hmm. you know and it would be great if some people more people were more authentic about the struggles that they that they go through it might look so great on the outside but what's what's really going on what is it that you really struggle with yeah because especially with relationships these days i feel like ig is now like you know it's, it's like all you see is like the ideal couples and it all looks very beautiful and pretty but um nothing much more um which is which is yeah it does give you a false impression how do you beat the comparison then do you limit your usage of social media do you only surround yourself with selective people what kind of things do you do to protect that space I wish I surrounded myself with more people like on that note, to be honest with you, because I I can be very reclusive and just shy away from allowing people very close to me. And that's something that I struggle with personally. Yeah. So I just sound like a side note. (laughs) Um, No, I don't really limit, limit my use or try and like block certain things out. It's just something that I've always found very important. I don't, I don't like to com- to compare cuz I don't like the way it makes me feel. It happens and it and it and it does happen every time you scroll through social media. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I I I've come to a really good place where I understand that that is that is the surface and I know what goes on behind the scenes in a lot of people's what's what's going on behind the scenes for myself and all I can do is focus on me and what I deem as a, as a successful relationship. What I what I look at is healthy communication, healthy boundaries, and you know. Yeah, no, for sure. And so, so tell us a bit about what you're up to now. What is ex- exciting that you're doing that you're looking forward to doing? What is your mission? What is the next thing for you? Well, it's all honestly, it's all been pretty kind of like here and there I, I like i have so many different things that i just like want to try and do yeah you know i like i like humor so sometimes i'll do some funny stuff and then i'll do some poetry and i think something that'll be really important for me was would be to kind of focus something and and finish something i've told myself i wanted to finish writing a poetry book yeah which i haven't gotten around to finishing i've got i've got a collection of a few that i that i really like and 
I just haven't put any of that together yet. And that's kind of, that's, that's something that I struggle with is if I don't really finish it, then I don't really fail at it. Mm, you know, I can keep one foot out the door on all these different things. So I've never, I'm, I never really finish anything. So it's never really a failure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the next thing that I'm most excited about, I really, really want to finish this poem about the man in the mirror, because that was the very first poem that I shared online and with the world and with anybody like out there in public. And I wanted to do this series of the stages of when I would talk to myself and what I would see in the mirror and how that would progress. And, and at the end of it, I really wanted to get to a place where I break the mirror because Mm -hmm. it doesn't define me anymore. At first it was the one defining me and talking to me. And by the end I'm talking to it and telling it and it doesn't, it's not, it's not, that's not me anymore. My reflection isn't what defines me. Wow. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah, no, you, you should, you must. 2020, you've got to do it. (laughs) Make it the mission. Oh, amazing. Well, it's been so good talking to you. My, my final question for the sake of the series, it is, it is about drive and mindset. Like what, what is that thing that, that drives you to, to wanting to reach out to people and has, has that drive changed? Like if you look back and think, you know, five, 10 years ago, is, is it that same kind of impulse that you have inside of you to, to create and put things out there? Or do you think that's changed over time and the, dr- the drive has changed? 100%, 100% changed yeah. in all aspects of my life, whether it's with my craft of writing or whether it's physical fitness. Before it was all about self-importance. Look at me, look at what I have, look at, look at the body that I've created. Mm. And now it's about legacy and impact. And I find a lot more strength when I come, when I, even when I work out from a place where it's not about my six pack. No, it's about being, being able to be a father that at 60 years old can still get up and, and play baseball or hockey and get out there with his grandkids and hike up the mountain. I don't have to sit on the sidelines. And that's yeah. such a beautiful, beautiful thing that I can create impact that, that ripples down through generations. Yeah, that's amazing. That just it just goes to show how important it is to to have a strong why, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which keeps you motivated. Well, it was so good talking to you. I'm so grateful that you are part of this, and uh, looking forward to to seeing the rest of your journey. Absolutely, I look I look forward to keeping up with you. And thank you. It was so good to actually like see you face to face. Yeah, after all this, like just Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Thank God for it, because you get to connect to amazing people. So it's, it's amazing. I'm very thankful for it. Thank you. Thank you.